And now our conversation with Ian Gibson. Ian, how are you, man? SEC insider, SEC insider, Gator insider. Uh, let's uh, let's you know this is this is the game. I honestly, man, in the beginning of the year, probably every year, I probably circle this game no matter what, just because of uh, what it's meant the last fifteen or so years. Um, I know growing up, I, I, I know you're a little bit younger than me, but like when I was, you know, when I was uh, really young, the, the nineties, the, the, the bulldog game was not competitive because as, uh, Steve Spurrier blew them out a lot of times, but in the years of Ron Zook and Urban Meyer, and then now the last couple of years with, uh, Muschamp and McElwain, the game got more competitive and, um, but now it's you know this is this is for the east everything is on the line um you know it's just uh, it's amazing i don't know have you ever been up to jacksonville for the game uh i went once this was a long time i think it was 2014 15, it was a couple years ago um but i did go once and i'll say the atmosphere there is unbelievable uh it is one of the greatest college football and in my opinion actually it's one of the best sporting events of the year it rivals and you know I think it rivals that of the Super Bowl because of the passion that both sides have for this game because they both know this game means something it's a very historic and very uh, history rich game going all the way back to you know the 1910s um, and even then like uh, most uh, Gator and Georgia fans know we even have to argue about you know who you know when the series actually started uh, which really tells you how good a rivalry is. Um, but, you know, the atmosphere there is unlike anything else. Uh, it's one of the best venues and games I've ever been to in my life, and I, I certainly hope uh, to go to a couple more in the next couple of years. Yeah, when I was, uh, I, I, I lived in Jacksonville for three years, and um, the year before I moved up there, I went to the game as well. So I went, I was at, like, uh, like either in downtown area or like went to the game like four years in a row. And it was, it was so much fun. And I, I, I think even before getting to that point, before I got up there and like actually um, was around the environment, I true, I don't think you truly know how uh, like ridiculous it is until you get there, until you're actually there and involved with it, because it is, it's like they. I don't know if they still even have it, but there was this place called the Landing downtown, and it was just like it, they would just cram people in there, and it would just be like I don't know, like fifty thousand people, and you couldn't even like move. You like if you wanted to like get to one place or the other, it would take you like an hour just to move anywhere. And, uh, you know, it was chaos, but it was fun at the same time, especially, you know, being like a young kid, I was like in my, uh, early to mid twenties at that point. So it was, you know, it was a lot of fun for me, but, uh, regardless, the environment's going to be crazy. Um, let's talk about the actual game itself. Um, well, let's, let's first talk about the implications. So right now, uh, Missouri lost again last night, so uh, this game pretty much sets up for the most part as a winner take all for the East. Um, and now that uh, it, I mean it, it's they would still have to beat Missouri as well, but 
you know, for the most part, really just beating Georgia is the biggest obstacle for Florida. Did you think that was a possibility in the beginning of the year before we got to this point? I, I did believe it was. I, I believe it was in the question, in the realm of possibility. Because uh, I do, um, I, I, I think I didn't make the prediction, though. I did believe Georgia would probably win the East, but I didn't count the Gators out, of course. I did call, though, that the Florida-Georgia game will decide who will win the East. Um, but I believe now, you know, and, and it, it picked up uh, exactly the way I thought it uh, uh, would, where, you know, the Florida-Georgia game will pretty much decide uh, who will be going to the SEC championship. Um, beginning of the, I, I did believe in the beginning of the year the Gators had a much stronger chance, because, I mean, last year we were able to really hold our own uh, with Georgia uh, last year, and my, my thinking is, too, is that we are have been a much better team compared to last year. We've been much more consistent. Uh, we've been getting, you know, the wins when we need to, the defense has been strong, and especially the offense has been uh, clicking when it has to. Um, so, in that case, I do believe, I did believe that when it came down to this game, the Gators did have a much better chance to stay the past couple of years uh, to beat Georgia and go on to the uh, SEC championship. Yeah, and it, it seems that the the Gators, you know, uh, have been on a better path this year than they were last year. Uh, I know last year, what was it, at this point, they had lost to Kentucky. And not that that was a bad loss last year because of the fact that uh, Kentucky ended up winning 10 games and beating Penn State in the bowl game. But um, uh, Florida, you know, then lost to... Um, uh, Missouri and uh, and then also getting that Georgia loss but then they also didn't look good against Vanderbilt uh, or South Carolina and they had to come back in both of those games uh, now this the, the South Carolina game this previous week they they did have to come back but I still think that game was rather close for the most part and just considering the weather um, and then the Gators really put it on them at the end and uh, they were up by 18 at one point. But regardless of that, going into this game, uh, I think the biggest talking point is probably the fact that the Gators have a lot of guys coming back. Uh, tell us about the, the injury report so far of what you've heard and uh, uh, what it looks like for the Gators into this game. And from even Dan Mullen, one of his press conferences, he was very optimistic about having all guys, Jabari Zuniga, uh, CJ Henderson, definitely coming back. And the biggest one was obviously Kadarius Tony uh, was ruled to be healthy and has been practicing uh, this week. Uh, uh, which I believe uh, Mullen, I could be wrong though, but I believe in the past uh, against South Carolina, they could have uh, put uh, Kadarius Tony back in, but he wasn't at 100%, so he took the safe route and just saved them, saved them for the bye week to get more time to heal and stand for the Georgia game. But from what I've heard, I believe Canary's Tony, Jabari Zuniga, and uh, all the uh, major uh, uh, assets on both offense and defense are going to be uh, healthy and ready to go for the uh, Georgia game. Um, and that's huge, especially, I believe, more so with Canary's Tony. He was the kind of the jack-in-the-box uh, in the offense. Uh, if anybody knows from last year, he was pretty much Mr. Utility, man, and even in the couple games uh, he's played so far this year, he like he scored the uh, touchdown against Miami, I believe it was the first drive, 
much. Uh, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Percy Harvin in the 2000s with Tim Tebow. He could run the ball, he could catch the ball, he has great speed, great awareness, uh, and having him on your team just opens up so much more for your uh, offense. Uh, so him having him back will immediately help the Gators' uh, offense. Uh, sure, it will help them out tremendously, especially having Jabari Zuniga back uh, and Bernard back as well. Uh, that defensive line will be back uh, uh, to full health, uh, which they will definitely, I believe, uh, need it to because uh, Georgia's offense, for the most part this year, have been very stout. Uh, but I, you know, obviously they, I still believe they have, when healthy, the Gators have the best defensive line in the SEC. Um, so having those guys back will. And pretty much as being at full health, too, will cause a tremendous boost for the team. Uh, the fact that they are all ready to go, there's going to be pretty much no exceptions uh, to this game. Yeah, and it, 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 you can tell the difference because, like, the the LSU game, Gernard was out after the first series, and then Zaniga, I think, went out, like, halfway through the game, and there was, like, no pressure on Burrow. Well... You look at that compared to the game yesterday in the Auburn game, and the D-line for Auburn had at least, I think it was three sacks, and they were pressuring them all day. And also they were being held like the whole time, and that's something the the SEC uh, officials need to look at because that was kind of ridiculous. But, you know, that's the difference, though. You know, when a healthy, good line goes up against a team like Joe Burrow, um, it causes a difference. They only scored 24 points. That's their lowest point total of the year. You know, they, they obviously caused problems and still forced uh, forced them into uh, long third downs. And uh, it's something that Florida couldn't do the entire game. I think they only had like four third downs the entire game, which is ridiculous. And they only forced two punts. But um, uh, besides that, the other thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, – uh, Jake Fromm. Okay, so Jake Fromm, you know, it was this like golden boy be- before the beginning of the year, and they're all talking about him possibly getting uh, uh, as a Heisman candidate and then um, possibly being a first-round pick. But then, you know, you go out through the year, and he hasn't really done that well. I haven't seen anything that's really impressed me. And then he lays an egg against... South Carolina when he's finally forced into passing a lot. Um, Compare him to what uh, Kyle Trask has done where he's only been in like uh, six games so far this year and they have like almost the exact same numbers and Kyle might even have better numbers. Yeah, it's, it, it is really interesting. I believe too, especially because um, I heard a lot about uh, Jake Rowe obviously coming up uh, recruiting. Um, uh, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Jake Fromm. Uh, I you know, heard a lot of um, great things about him when he was uh, coming up and recruiting. And he, I will, will not deny he had a, a fantastic year uh, last year. But I think the big difference is this year is that the running game hasn't been as explosive as it's been the past couple of years. They, it's been very good, but compared to how it was last year, having a strong running game, uh, as Gator fans know, um, immediately – makes your offense breathe a much, much easier because then that gives your quarterback much more time to set in the pocket and throw the ball. But they haven't been doing that because the running game hasn't been as 
good as previous years that we're expecting from Georgia. Uh, so defense is really our telling Jake from now, look, you can't beat it. You're not going to beat us on the ground. you got to beat us with your arm. And in those scenarios, they're a great example of the South Carolina game. South Carolina stood the run game up straight straight up. They blitzed the, they went into all the holes, they blitzed all the pockets, uh, and they made sure that they were not going to lose from the running game. And they pretty much, Will Marchamp just said, beat us with your arm. And Jake Fromm couldn't do that. Uh, Credit, he did it. I mean, it might have been an anomaly. A lot of great quarterbacks uh, do have that. Uh, but the, what the Gators defense should be focusing on if they are going to be doing this is that they got to, look, if you get, if you stop the running game, you can pretty much throw a monkey wrench in that whole uh, offense. Because the other thing, too, is that Jake Fromm hasn't really been in those high-pressure situations uh, too many times uh, where he had to lead the team back and they have to rely on his arm. Uh, that's not how George's offense works. It, you know, just run the ball, get that big. Because I think it was the any time he throws over, a, like, there was some stat line. Any time he throws the ball, like, more, the ball more than 30 times, it's like he's 0 for 4. Because uh, that's not how the Georgia offense run. It's run the ball, run a play action to cause a big play. Um, and then comparing it to the exact opposite of uh, Kyle Trask, uh, I'm looking at such Kyle Trask has already has 14 touchdowns uh, this year compared to uh, Jake Crum's nine. Um, and Jake Crum has been, you know, playing the whole, you know, playing the whole season. And uh, Trask has been playing uh, how many games? Let's see. I think it's uh, five and a half because he didn't start the Kentucky game, but he finished it, so he started five games. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, that's, and that's an amazing sound. But then again, it does show you the different uh, offenses both teams have. Is that you know, you know, once you tell, once if that, I think that is the key difference between Kyle Trask and Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is not. He's more of a what I what's a good word for it, more of a kind of a situational quarterback where you just plug him into a play and tell him, okay, this is going to be the time you throw. Where when the offense does not rely on him, I believe the the uh, Georgia offense uh, plays much better. Where compared to the Kyle Trask, where pretty much the entire offense has to run through him. That's how Dan Mullen has scripted this season so far. Is that look. We got to win with Kyle Trask's arm, or we're just not going to win it off. The running game uh, just hasn't been there this year. Yeah, and it. Um, well, I mean, it, it's funny because it, it, there's been moments where the the run offense has looked um, looked good, and they've blocked well. It's just, I, I think I've heard John Havasey say, uh, the offensive line coach for the Gators, he he said that like you know, you know, we'll get like four guys to get on their assignments, but then that fifth guy misses his assignment and the play gets blown up. And I think that's just the problem. I mean, these guys, for the most part, are have been inexperienced and they're learning on the job, so it's a struggle. But I think at times, you know, with the long run from P. Ryan in the, uh, in the Auburn game or the long run from uh, Pierce in the South Carolina game, you know, it... it, it you can see when it clicks, it works really well. And I think they will get to that point. Um, 
as far as uh, the matchup between Georgia's offense and Florida's defense, how do you think uh, – who do you think will be – who has the advantage in that situation? Uh, I would say, like I mentioned before, I think South Carolina pretty much told the SEC this is how you can stop Georgia, is that if you can stop their running game, you can stop uh, Georgia's off, uh, offense. So I think what the uh, Gators uh, should do, especially what uh, – this might be you know music to talk about some zeros, is that if you get into the backfield and have these blitz plays that just send Georgia back, at least if you can have Georgia – step back five yards, uh, you know, maybe once every three drives and have them going backwards and force Jake from to throw the ball, then you're set. Because like, uh, like we saw with South Carolina, put, telling Jake from, hey, we got to rely on you now, doesn't really work for Georgia's offense because, again, that's not how they work. So what they should do on defense is, that they should find a way to have probably more little middle linebackers or just linebackers in general creep up into the offensive uh, up to the offensive line and just plug any hole there is to stop the run. Uh, and especially with how stout uh, Florida's defensive line. This again, like we say almost every week with any team the Gators play, this this team Georgia has not played a defense this strong all year. Uh, this will be the toughest defense they play, and for that case, I do believe. Florida's defense will have the edge against Georgia's uh, offense uh, for, for once in like the first time in three years, I believe. Uh, the Florida defense will have a strong edge against uh, Georgia's offense. Um, as far as uh, the opposite, the, the Florida's offense against Georgia's defense, what is... Um, has anything stood out to you as far as Georgia's defense? Um, I... I haven't really noticed much as uh, on my part, but uh, what what do you think is standing out for on their defense? Uh, Georgia's defense has been playing very good. Uh, they uh, has been playing very good this year. Uh, I, I will say that in the few in the couple of games I have seen them, um, I think I'm with you. I haven't. I, I will say with you, I haven't seen too much um, plays or players that have really wowed me. Uh, but I will say, you know, they're. Uh, you're very stereo. It's a very stereotypical uh, defense. It's smash mouth, uh, very aggressive, very hard hitting. It's a very hard hitting defense, which goes for the rest of the uh, uh, defenses in the SEC. Uh, so it's going to be uh, very interesting. I do believe this for Florida. This will probably be, in their case, the toughest defense they're going to be playing all year um, until they go to their bowl game or probably go to their bowl game or something. Um, or the playoff. <laughs> or the playoff, yeah. I mean, that's always, that's always uh, in there. Uh, Georgia does have the seventh-ranked uh, best defense in the country. Uh, but then again, they haven't, uh, I think, played too many tough teams. They played Tennessee. They played South Carolina um, this year. So, again, for Georgia, this will be their uh, one of the best offenses uh, they'll see. It, it, all around, this will be one of the best teams in general Georgia will be playing uh, all year. Uh, but in terms of, you know, their defense, it's, you know, what, what you should expect from an uh, SEC defense. Very strong, very hard-hitting, very aggressive. Um, as far as the what you expect out of Florida's alf- offense out of this game, though? Uh, Florida's offense, it's going to be very interesting to see what 
what route Dan Mullen uh, goes with. Because we saw when he, uh, in South Carolina, that he completely went to the passing game. He didn't really run the ball, and actually, ironically, it was, I think, it was some Freaky Friday thing where they said where roles were reversed, where the running game was working, um, but Dan Mullen just didn't go to it as much, and when he tried to go to the passing game, it wasn't working. It was a really weird role reversal. Um, but it will be interesting to see where Dan Mullen's going to go with it. Is he just going to go right out of the gate, just go air raid or run uh Run it, uh, run it on the ground, just right out of the gate. Or is he going to try to soften Georgia's defense up and just get a feel for it, for how Georgia's defense will be playing? Like probably like the first three drives, are they going to have a script of what plays they're going to run? Um, in terms of their offense, I will say again, the addition of having Kadarius Tony back is huge. Having a player that explosive on uh, your team uh, does wonders uh, for you offensively. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised, too, if we see a lot of, you know, jet sweeps to him or maybe even some trick plays as well. I think it was against Mississippi State last year he threw, like, a touchdown pass. Because um, I think what Dan Mullen has said is that he's all, you know, he's willing to pretty much uh, uh, empty the chamber uh, to beat Georgia, which I think you have to uh, to beat a team that's good. Yeah, I think that was a pass to Siante Lewis. I'm almost positive. Um, yeah, I, yeah, um, I think you're right. Uh, did did you see? I, I I haven't noticed anywhere, but I know that Trayvon Grimes went down at the end of that uh, South Carolina game. Have you seen anything as far as injury wise for him? Is there any any reports that he might be hurt, or he he was good to go? Um, I haven't heard anything. Um, I I, I do remember him seeing. I I do remember seeing him go down. Uh, I haven't heard. Uh, anything uh, else about him uh, for uh, injury-wise. Um, I, 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 I don't believe Dan Mullen has said anything. I don't believe the Gators have said, uh, or have said anything else. Um, so for right now, I would say uh, he's still maybe injured, or at least he's pretty uh, gingerly would be a good way to put it. Uh, but it has been about a week since that injury, so if he is still, uh, if he is healthy, I won't be surprised because of the bye week, uh, but I have not heard any new information uh, from him. I'm looking right now, hold on, there says something. He did not provide, okay, Mullen did not provide updates on other players who went down at various times during the South Carolina game, namely junior Trayvon Grimes, so I don't know. I mean, he could be fine, but you never know. Um, like yeah, probably. Uh, it, which doesn't hurt the Gators that much just because of how deep the the wide receiving core is. But it, it's always nice to have him out there because he's very sure-handed and he's very um, he's very good on special teams as well. So, um, uh, so well, actually, he's not on special teams. That's Tyree Cleveland and Van Jefferson. Never mind. Uh, so, um, as far as that goes, uh, what about, uh, anything on the special teams forefront that you think might be, uh, uh, a, a, a cause for concern or a highlight that, uh, we need to, we need to, uh, approach or need to talk about? Uh, I would, I would say this is actually the one, the only similarity between Florida and Georgia, uh, 
that they have uh, between them is that they uh, the, the, is that their special teams are both uh, very uh, very good this year. They have uh, both have very good partners and both have very good kickers. And with the exception of Lincolnship, crucial missed field goal against South Carolina. <laughs> he's been almost as good as uh, McPherson. Um, and it, you know, I can't say enough good things about Tommy Thompson as well. Like I say, having a punter, you know, that can just flip the field, especially with a team like Georgia, is crucial. Yeah, t- dude, Tommy Townsend and his brother Johnny—they've both been just phenomenal punters, and it's uh, it's great that uh, Florida's got this pipeline of this family because it's just it's such a huge advantage when you can flip the field completely, you know, and it uh, makes such a difference in the uh, uh, field position game. But uh, yeah, as far as Evan McPherson, I think how many misses does he have this year? It's only like one, right? I think one. I, 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 he did miss one. It wasn't a big one. Um, yeah. I can't even remember if he did miss one. He, I, I, he, either he's only missed one or he hasn't missed any. I'm almost positive he missed one, and it might have been that Kentucky game, which it might have been yeah, a close. Yeah, right. yeah, cause I think. Let me see. Well, I don't know how I'd be able to figure it out because that would take forever. Uh, no, so, um, yeah, so it looks like that's pretty even for the most part. Um, all right, so uh, let's go over – who. let's just go out with it. Let's do the prediction. I'm not going to do one because I – for whatever reason, I don't like doing some of these bigger games just because it's hard to predict some of these. But I'm going to leave it on you to give us a prediction. What do you – what do you think uh, – what do you think is going to happen? This, this, it's, this game has been building up to what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year, you know. Well, I think we said in our season preview that this was the game of the season, and it's proven that. Uh, both both teams have, you know, this isn't just SEC championship stakes, this is national championship stakes are on the line here. So every team is going to, both teams are going to lay everything they have out on the field to try to win this game. Uh, and like I said, both teams, uh, when you look at the both, uh, both the offenses, they are radically different from each other. But from what I've seen so far this year, I do believe the Gators will find a way to win this one. Probably by a score of, I will say around 28-27. It'll be close. I would, if it's more than, if they win more by four points, that will be, I would say, a pleasant surprise. Um, but I do believe, knowing how we saw South Carolina stop Georgia's offense and saying, pretty much telling everyone, look, if you have Jake Fromm, to, if Georgia has to rely on Jake Fromm to win the game, they're not going to win. If you force Jake Fromm to throw the ball, Florida will, will win. If they can just do that, it won't even be a matter of like the offense. Obviously, it will because you need to score points. But if they could just get like two touchdowns and then – stop the run game, the Gators should find a way to win. So that's what I think. If the defense plays stoutly, which I, they've shown all year and says everybody has helped me, I believe the Gators will find a way to win by a very slim mark this Saturday. Okay, so Ian is going 28-27 Florida. Um, you, you predicted in the LSU game that LSU would win, right? Didn't you? I did. I did predict LSU would win. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, and you know, I think I I went with Florida in that game just because I thought maybe they could do it. But 
I think in my predictions as well for the season, I predicted uh, Florida to lose that game. So it's yeah, it's. I, I think I mean, in my season preview, I did predict this one as a loss for Florida, but I think I'm going to make it like a last second audible here. Yeah, and that's fine. And I um, I don't think I'm going to predict this game. I don't know why. I just don't feel like I should. I some 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 of these games, I just don't feel like I want to predict. Um, but. Uh, Regardless, let's let's talk a little bit about the rest of the SEC. So, um, LSU, did you get a chance to watch that game yesterday? I did. That was that was what Florida's defense should have done. Uh, if the Florida's defense played as well as Auburn did, um, the Gators would be able to find a way to pull out a win at Death Valley because Auburn's defense completely just shut down. For the most part, they were able to shut down and prevent the big plays uh, against LSU. And that was the big thing that killed the Gators, was that that uh, they allowed the big plays. Um, and, and Auburn really didn't do that. And they took advantage of some mistakes uh, and uh, all that. Uh, it is setting up, though, that, you know, once again, LSU and Alabama will pretty much be another, you know, game of the year where you think that think both will be in one and two. Because um, I think the college football playoff thing comes out this week. Uh, I I think it's it's after this week. It's, after this week? Yeah, yeah. it's after after, after the, the Florida Georgia game. Yeah, it's after the Florida Georgia game. Yeah, but um, from what I saw though with LSU as well is that in, in my opinion, if I had to make a top ten, I'd have to put LSU at the top right now. They've proven that they can beat these teams, these top ten teams, in two different ways. One of them was just pretty much out. Offensing, if that's a word, um, out uh, offensing the uh, Florida Gators in a complete, you know, slugfest uh, uh, in terms of points against Florida. And then they showed they could beat a team uh, in a very hard, difficult defensive battle against Auburn, who was also, you know, a top 10 team. Uh, so if I had to pick a top 10, uh, or if I had to make my top 10, I'd have to put Alex at the top right now because they've proven that they can win these games. Uh, in, different manners against these top 10 teams uh, right now. Um, what the... I, I didn't get a chance to watch the Alabama game. Did you, do you have any thoughts on that one? Uh, I didn't see much of it. I, I, what I remember, though, is that uh, they had the uh, backup quarterback in, and, you know, one, you know, it was a typical Alabama game. Uh I think it was quite close in the first quarter, and then Alabama just put on the Jets and uh, and just blew them out. Um, I mean, it was Arkansas, so it wasn't the biggest surprise. Um, but yeah, they had the back. The name escaped me. Mac um, Jones. They had their backup quarterback in. Yeah, um, which may be a problem for uh, especially Georgia if they have to go to the SEC championship because now we know this kid can you know. Played pretty well against uh, if Jalen Hurt or I'm sorry, um, hmm. Tua Tucker Viola does go down. Yeah, uh, they, they have another you know they have another bullet in their revolver. Yeah, um, it uh, it it's going to be a huge matchup. It's the I think it's the first time a one versus two has happened since the the LSU Alabama game in 2011 before they played in the national championship game. So you know it's. Um, it, I don't know. I, LSU hasn't beaten Alabama in eight years or in eight games. 
And I think that would be in their heads a little bit. Um, I know that um, Tua's trying to get back for this game. I don't know if he's going to be back. I mean, it depends. Uh, who do you who do you think's going to win the LSU Alabama game? I would say uh, for if I had to predict that game, uh, it, it would be very tough. But I would have to go with my gut and say Alabama, based on history, would win this one. If Tua Tagovailoa is healthy, they will win. If their backup quarterback, and again, uh, I the name escapes me, uh, Mac Jones. If, Matt, thank you. Uh, is if he has the seven in that role, I believe the system of Alabama. Because what we've seen with Alabama offense is that the quarterback isn't the most important part of the uh, offense, uh, or at least for Alabama. It's either an incredible running back or incredible wide receivers, and we've seen that throughout the year. When you know we had they had Riley Cooper, when they had Mark Ingram, uh, the quarterback for the most part isn't the you know the biggest key in it. Um, of course, you need someone to throw these balls to um, or get the ball to. Uh, but I would say based on Alabama's system of relying on incredible wide receivers and running backs, I would have to pick uh, Alabama, and especially Alabama's defense has, you know, once again shown up to be, you know, one of the best in the country. All right. Well, uh, that is our time with uh, Ian Gibson, uh, SEC Insider and Gator Insider. Ian, thanks for coming in, brother, and I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. All right. Well, thank you once again for having me on.